Hi, this is Dave. I want to talk about uh, giving from a Christian company's perspective. Now, giving, we all know, is one of the hallmarks of Christian living. No one argues with the idea that giving and giving generously is expected of every Christian. But uh, what about Christian businesses? Is there an expectation that Christian-owned businesses as entities that exist separate and apart from their owners, businesses should also give. Now, in, in the good book on business, I point out that biblical businesses or households in the biblical terminology are entities that have a powerful standing in the kingdom and are God's first choice for a venue through which to interact with mankind. That's now that's a strong statement, and I want you. I, it's not the purpose of this podcast to dissect that, but if if you want to get into it, read the good book on business, and uh, you'll see that uh, households or or businesses are God's first choice for a venue in which to in, uh, interact with mankind. Okay, understanding that biblical businesses have a special role in the kingdom. It seems to me that the question should not be, quote, do Christian businesses have a responsibility to give? Instead, the question should be, how can Christian businesses use their unique set of attributes and special standing in the kingdom to do more good by giving? Let me repeat that because I think it's really the question we want to ask. How can Christian businesses use their unique set of attributes and special standing in the kingdom to do more good by giving. Well, individual Christians are limited in their giving. Generally, you know, their income is limited, typically that which comes from one person, for example, or or maybe several members of the family. Okay, the limited numbers of people also can find the time and the emotional energy available to give to others. However, businesses because they are accumulations of individuals. And again, a typical biblical household has owners, employees, servants, and slaves. In today's world, a kingdom business has owners, employees, vendors, customers, and of course, other families. So there's a, there's a big accumulation of people. They're all united in a common cause. They already have a common cause. They already have a common set of relationships. They're already organized to accomplish. So kingdom businesses have a far greater capacity to give time, money, and emotional energy than individuals do. Whereas an individual may have a certain income, the company typically has a multiple of that income. Whereas an individual may have a spiritual gift, the folks who make up the company have a multitude of spiritual gifts among them. Whereas an individual only has a certain amount of time and emotional energy to give, the company has many more times that amount of time and energy. In short, you can do a whole lot more with the assets and the capability of a company than you can with an individual. For example, one person may be able to donate a half day on a weekend to working at a food bank. The company, on the other hand, working as a single entity, could create the food bank. One person may be able to donate to the cost of a surgical procedure for a child in a developing country. The company, on the other hand, could send the doctor to do multiple such surgeries. So you see, 
the company because it's an accumulation of assets and capabilities of more than one person has greater capability. It can do bigger things. Now, understanding that, a more precise question then emerges, and maybe this is the question we really want to ask, how can we use our special attributes of consolidated time, money, spiritual gifts, and emotional energy to give in ways that allow us to have a special and greater impact? So let me repeat that because now we've got it down to this is the question. How can we use our special attributes of consolidated time, money, spiritual gifts, and emotional energy to give in ways that allow us to have a special and greater impact? Hmm. I suspect very few business owners and executive executives have ever asked that question. And, you know, there's reasons for that. But, but more important than analyzing the past is planning for the future. The important thing is you are here now and you have the question before you. Now, before you jump to solutions, let me suggest that you first give thought to a process for identifying answers to the question. So instead of you personally coming up with the ideas for answers, suppose you could harness the assembled power of the people in your business to, per, to develop possible answers. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that include them? Wouldn't that be get greater ownership? Yeah, of course it would. So how would you go about that? What would that process look like? So I suspect I suspect the process would have these elements. Number one, prayer. I mean, what what a what a great issue to take to God. Lord, guide us in developing a focus for our giving of time, money, and emotional energy. Show us where we can have the greatest impact with what we have. Now the Christians among the group should take it uh, should take this matter of prayer seriously. And invest time and effort in it before you begin, and of course, during the whole process. So, number one, I'd want to institute, if for me, I'd want to institute some formal, dedicated prayer. And then, uh, next piece would be education. You'd need to decide what the folks needed to know before they were equipped to brainstorm solutions. Very few people, even the Christians, have an informed idea of spiritual gifts, for example. So you'd have to come up with a way to uh, help everybody learn at different levels, Christians uh, from biblical ideas and non-Christians, maybe uh, a watered-down version. But you'd need to educate the folks. And then, of course, there'd need to be some executive transparency, and that means the company's employees and vendors and customers and stakeholders would see would need to see the owners and executives as being genuinely sincere in their Christianity and committed to the process, they'd be looking at you. Number four, what other pieces would that process have? Assessment, I think. If, for example, you'd want to use the company's assembled skills and life experiences, you'd have to assess what those skills and life experiences were. So maybe a survey, something like that. Uh, the focus of a, of a project or business often proceeds out of the skills and experiences of the key stakeholders. So maybe a good assessment of those combined skills will naturally lead to a project for the company. Sometimes it works that way. You discover that uh, there's, an, there, there's a, a quantity of skill and experience in some specific area already there. And that, of course, leads you to that, to that area. Sometimes it happens that way. Number five, uh, brainstorming. The entire group of stakeholders ought to be given the charge to offer some ideas for projects. 
Small group uh, brainstorming sessions could be held to generate and refine those ideas. So when you've made an assessment, you've done some education, some prayer, then let's start brainstorming. Let's come up with some possibilities. And number six, at some point, you'd have to consolidate and prioritize and commit. So as you do the brainstorming, you know, hopefully some ideas will naturally rise to the surface. And at some point, someone will need to narrow that list down, prioritize them, and commit the group to one or more that seem most likely. That probably, that probably is the executive team, but could, could be anybody. And then, of course, you'd have to do it. And uh, I think, number, I'm now at number eight, you know, I think there ought to be some reporting and communication. All the stakeholders, that's all the people involved, you know, employees and owners and whoever else is involved, they should regularly be informed of the progress and the next steps for the project. That ought to be, uh, that ought to be something that's built in to the company's giving. And then at some point, uh, some sort of reflection, you know, at some point be helpful to stop and ask, what have we accomplished? How many people have we impacted in positive ways? Well, it's natural to look outward at the focus of the project. It's been my experience that these kinds of giving experiences more likely produce more blessings for the giver than the receiver. So don't neglect to look inward at the impact on your organization and your people. So if you're going to give, if you're going to give as a group, as an organization, as a business, it just seems to me that you'd want to organize it and structure it in such a way that all these pieces, these nine pieces I just mentioned were a part of it. Let me just, let me just repeat them. Number one, prayer. Number two, education. Executive, number three, executive transparency. Number four, assessment of the skills and life experiences of the folks involved. Number five, brainstorming. Number six, con- number six, consolidation. Number five, brainstorming. Number six, consolidation, prioritization, and commitment. Of course, execution, number seven. Number eight, reporting and communication. And number nine, reflection. So I'd want to build those in to a process that would take the company's giving to a whole other level. Now, while very few business owners and executives have ever considered the question of corporate giving, I believe our evolving understanding of the powerful role of Christian businesses in the kingdom naturally leads us to this question. Now I've got I've got a couple other uh, earlier podcasts uh, on the subject, and you might want to read the Good Book on Business to gain an understanding of the significant role designed for businesses uh, in the kingdom. This is this is a major opportunity for a Christian business, and particularly in this time and age where there's so much upheaval and, and people are looking for leadership. This is a place for Christian businesses to step up and uh, make an impact on their communities and also on the individuals within the business. Okay, one guy's opinion, that's mine. We're done. Bye-bye.